Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. Get ready to grip it and rip it. All right, let's move on. We got golfers waiting. Dedicated to bringing better golf to America, this is Tea to Green, the golf show. Time to talk golf. It's what we do every Sunday right here on Tea to Green, the golf show. Hello and welcome, Jay Ritchie and Jerry Evans from the five-star Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado, longtime home of Tea to Green. Great to have you with us. Thanks so much for tuning us in. We've got a great show for you today with two great guests. Rand Jarris is back with us. Rand is with the United States Golf Association. He just got back from Japan where the USGA hosted a two-day innovation symposium. And on the agenda were three main items, improving facility productivity, That involves pace of play and course renovations, enhancing golfer experience, golfer satisfaction, and urban golf opportunities, talking about the population shift worldwide and how it could affect golf in the future. And Rand will join us today to enlighten us on the Innovation Symposium from the USGA. Then later in the hour, Scooter Clark will be here. He's the manager of the PGA Works Collegiate Championship, formerly known as the PGA Minority Collegiate Championship. It's coming up this May in Florida, in Port St. Lucie. It involves teams and individuals representing historically black colleges and universities. The PGA Works Collegiate Championship has been called the most diverse and culturally significant tournament in all of golf. We'll get the latest on the rebranding of this longtime event from manager Scooter Clark. It's all straight ahead today here on Tee to Green. It's early Sunday morning. The sun is coming up. I'm on the tee at 7. I'm here to try my luck. They say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot. Though the bunkers look like beaches and the greens like parking lots. Oh, Lord. What am I going to do? Help me keep my head down. Save me from those double bogey blues. It's America's longest-running network radio golf show. It's Tita Green. Be sure to check out our website, tdgreenradio.com. Visit us and like us on Facebook also. Jay Ritchie, Jerry Evans, we're at the Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Scott Cuddy's in Master Control. We're also on Sirius XM Channel 211 and the Sirius XM app with Tita Green.
And now today's Bob Evans foodie lesson, nostalgic eating. Did you know there's a strong link between sense and emotional memory? The smell of different foods can evoke vivid and detailed emotional memories of our past. For example, the scent of a deep-fried corn dog may remind us of a state fair in the summer. Because odor-evoked memories tend to be positive, the smell improves the mood and produces feelings of social connectedness. And now a word from Bob Evans. You're the family chef, but with homework, practices, email, getting a good meal on the table is tough. Sometimes the best choice is the easy choice. Delicious Bob Evans mashed potatoes and mac and cheese made with ingredients like real milk, butter, potatoes, and cheese. Bob Evans sides are ready in the microwave in six minutes, and they're the perfect complement to any meal. Once your family tries them, it'll be love at first bite. Get Bob Evans sides today in the refrigerated section at your favorite grocery store. Bob Evans down on the farm. Come on, kids. We're late. Honey, the car won't start. Mom, the dog just sat on my science project. Life can be stressful, but getting life insurance shouldn't be. That's why there's Ethos. Ethos is a modern kind of life insurance that's super fast, incredibly affordable, and very uncomplicated. At GetEthos.com, there are no medical exams for policies covering under a million dollars, no hours of paperwork or meetings with pushy representatives. It only takes 10 minutes to apply, and you can rest assured knowing you've taken steps to protect your family. And in most cases, with Ethos, you can have that peace of mind for less than a cup of coffee a day, with no hidden fees. Having life insurance can free you from stress. Getting life insurance shouldn't cause it. Discover how uncomplicated life insurance can be at Ethos. Get your free instant quote and submit your complete application in minutes. Just go to GetEthos.com. That's E-T-H-O-S. GetEthos.com. GetEthos.com. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Show by golfers for golfers. It's Tee to Green, the golf show. You found it from the Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Jay Ritchie and Jerry Evans. Spring has sprung. It's our first show of spring 2019. The weather is nicer. It's not exactly nice, but nicer than it's been the last uh, last few weeks. We also have found out that it's spring because both of our allergies have cropped up. <laughs> yeah, amen to that. <laughs> I don't know if we want to go there or not. Well, no, not really. <laughs> but uh, anyway, it's, it's exciting and a lot of sunshine today at the uh, Broadmoor Resort in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And we welcome everybody to the program. This is Tita Green. And it's always exciting to be uh, uh, in here because you see how beautiful it really is with 
the the mountain landscape behind the the Broadmoor and everything like that. So I, I would welcome anybody that uh, if you get a chance, make sure you come on by someday. If you live in Maryland, Florida, California, whatever, uh, we certainly would love to have you come visit us here in Colorado. And they definitely do. There's a little bit of snow still on the top of Pikes Peak from the recent storms that we had. And uh, the ice is off the lake here, uh, right outside the uh, mezzanine level on the patio of uh, the South Tower, where we do the show uh, every week, hoping to move soon back into the Broadmoor Golf Club itself. Great show for you today. Later in the hour, Scooter Clark's going to be here. He's with the PGA Works Collegiate Championship, used to be known as the PGA Minority Collegiate Championship. It's coming up in May, and he's going to give us the scoop on the rebranding of this tournament and what it's all about. Our first guest is standing by and back with us on the Tee to Green guest line. He just returned from Japan where the United States Golf Association hosted a two-day innovation symposium, and we're thrilled to welcome Rand Jarris back to the big show. Hey, Rand, how are you? Hey, I'm terrific, Jay. Thanks very much. How are you? Uh, not bad. I was just checking. The last time we had you on was back in October, and we usually talk two or three times a year. How was Japan? Uh, it was outstanding, actually. We had a a terrific event. We had a two-day innovation symposium co-hosted by the Japan Golf Association and uh, our partners at Cisco. We had uh, 200 folks in attendance and had a really, really productive and engaging two-day session. Jerry and I were talking about this before we went on the air here, and we were wondering why Japan. And so I said, well, let's just ask Rand when we get him on. So yeah. wh- why, why did you guys, why did the USGA uh, choose to do this in Japan? This was our fifth innovation symposium. It's, it's something we started about eight years ago, and, and innovation symposium number four was in Vancouver, Canada in 2017, uh, and there were representatives of the Japan Golf Association who came to that event in Vancouver, and they approached us within days after the Vancouver event, ended, and they said, look, the, the same challenges that you talked about, the same pressures on the game, the same technology solutions that you were highlighting uh, in Vancouver, it's all content that would be really, really relevant to what's happening with the golf community in Japan. And, and they asked us if we would be willing to come over and present the same content and have the event there the next time we did it. So uh, it was really by, by invitation from the JGA. Uh, and it's because, the, uh, and again, I'm, I'm repeating myself, but uh, the, the pressures on the golf community in Japan are very similar to some of the challenges that we're facing here in the U.S., and they understood and saw the relevancy of uh, what we were doing and wanted us to share it over there. So they're having the same problems you're talking about. Uh, you mean like a decline in participation, a decline in, in, in uh, uh, as far as, as uh, course ma- maintenance and everything like that, increasing costs there? Uh, are all these uh, points relevant? Yeah, a couple of things I would highlight uh, uh, specifically over there. Uh, resource challenges, particularly labor. Uh, golf courses here in the U.S. will tell you that labor is their, their biggest pain point or pressure point, cost of labor and availability of labor, same in Japan. Uh, pressures on time uh, that we're certainly experiencing here in the U.S., people who don't have time for that you know, five-hour journey or six-hour day at the golf course and are looking for shorter experiences, uh, with, uh, especially with the younger generations in, in Japan, feeling the same time pressures on their calendars and schedules because of technology looking for support there, uh, pressures on water, um, which, you know, uh, obviously your listeners in Colorado will understand really well, uh, with a booming uh, population and, and urbanization in Japan, many of those areas, 
many of the urban areas are feeling pressures on, on water. Um, and, and all of that's leading to, especially over there, there's a, an aging, uh, the golf population is aging uh, pretty rapidly. Um, the birth rate is low. Uh, there aren't, the, the next generation isn't coming along to sort of fill the pipeline, and it's presenting challenges for the golf community over there simply from an aging population. And, and they look, and, and that population has different needs from golf. Uh, than the younger generations do. So you put all that together, and there's a lot of similarities to some of the challenges that are happening here. Obviously, we don't have the issues with the aging population, um, but a lot of the other points are, are very similar. Yeah, well, some people may disagree with you on that, though, as far as the aging population goes. Where are where are the younger golfers coming from here in the U.S. as well? You know, there's an, uh, there's an interesting story there, and, and there's probably a deeper dive that needs to happen into what's happening at the junior level of the game. Here's a stat that may surprise you guys or may surprise some listeners if you're not aware of it. There are more junior golfers in the United States today than there have ever been in history. The media likes to tell the story that sort of golf is in decline, but there's actually a huge success story happening uh, in the junior levels of our game. We have more junior golfers than ever before. Uh, The fastest-growing segment of golfers in the United States are girls between the ages of 10 and 15, some terrific things happening in the junior golf space. Um, number of girls playing the game. Uh, 10, 15 years ago, one in nine juniors was a girl. Today that number's one in three. Mm. Um, mm. So these, these numbers aren't getting a lot of, they're not getting the play they should. There's a narrative that started a couple of years ago uh, that golf is unpopular or dying among the juniors and millennials, and it's actually not the case. Well, that's good to hear. That's darn good to hear well i think some of it might be a situation where everybody believes that uh, all these young people all they're doing is sitting around the tv set and they're playing their video games and everything <laughs> like that never getting yeah. outside but uh it sounds like they really are getting outside and, and choosing golf as, a, as a, a form of entertainment for themselves but also as a great sport yeah there there, are, there really are good things happening at the junior level the challenge in the States really is in sort of when folks are in their 20s and 30s. So when you move past those college years, and right now we've got a, you know, a group of college graduates who are saddled with pretty significant amounts of college debt. Um, there may be underemployment in those generations. So, uh, you know, the, the only predictor of golf that matters in this country is household income. And when those household incomes are depressed, when you're sort of in your 20s and 30s and you're postponing those major purposes or purchases, a lot of people actually postponing golf during that same time as well. So that, that's where our pain point here in the U.S. is probably in the, in the 20s and early 30s range when people are sort of making that transition from, you know, being at home in school to sort of adulthood and families. The USGA's Innovation Symposium in partnership with Cisco brought together experts from around the world to present technology research case studies and insights to help golf facilities do a better job of engaging golfers and operating more efficiently. They held it in Japan uh, the weekend of March 12th through 13th. Rand Jarris, the USGA's Senior Managing Director of Public Services, with us on the show right now to talk about that. Rand, I mentioned the three agenda items, improving facility productivity, enhancing golfer experience, and urban golf opportunities. Let's get into those, starting with the first one. What came out of this symposium as far as improving facility productivity? So what we're really looking at there is uh, operational efficiencies when it comes to the major resources that golf courses uh, require in order to operate. So things like labor, water, 
nutrients, chemicals, right? all those inputs that go into maintaining a golf course. What we were really showcasing and highlighting in Tokyo on that front is some new technology that the USGA has developed that uses GPS technology and satellite imagery to create a data map of a golf course. Um, and we can understand, based on the GPS data, where golfers are, are actually, what parts of the golf course they're using, what parts they're not using. And we can go into a golf course and we can actually remove from maintenance um, large areas of land or features, bunkers that no one ever hits into but are very expensive to maintain. Um, so we highlighted and, re and really focused on the use of data and technology to help golf courses reduce water, reduce labor consumption, et cetera. Yeah. Um, there was a, a great case study that we, that we shared, we were able to share for the first time. Uh, architect, uh, U.S. golf architect John Sanford's been working on a project down in uh, Miami area down in Florida. And using this new tool, they were able to go in, map the golf course, map golfer traffic, and we can remove 40 acres of maintained and irrigated turf from yeah, play Brand without impacting experience. Yeah, we're coming up on the break here. That's a that's a great, great uh, development, a great uh, point to get into a little further. Can we pick it up after the break? We'll finish Absolutely. up there. Okay, Rand Jarris is with us. The United States Golf Association's Innovation Symposium in Japan. The topic of the segment we're doing with Rand today. From the Broadmoor, Jay Ritchie, Jerry Evans, taking a break here. We'll be right back with more of Tita Green. Stay with us. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Hi, Rick Tittle here. You may know me as the Sports Talk host. I can talk about all sports. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, rollerball. But this time I'm here to talk about pain. If you have pain in your knee or your back like I do, then you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. If Medicare is your primary insurance, then you could qualify for a back or knee brace at little or no charge. I have an old injury from my football playing days, and anything that can help take that pain away and make it more manageable, that has my attention. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for back, ankle, knee, or shoulder pain, please call the Health Alert Hotline at 800-428-1570. That's 800 428 1570 agents are standing by 24 7. So go ahead and call now. 800 428 1570. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? 
for a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517 Once again, that's 800-932-5517 I've got you under my skin. Oh, it doesn't get too much better than that. I've Good got old blue eyes, I'll tell you what. <laughs> getting us back into the show here. I love Frank Sinatra. Yeah, so do I. I Who I doesn't like, like Frank Sinatra? Well, I did so like Dean Martin more. So. Your top source for golf news and entertainment on the radio, online, and on your smartphone. This is Tita Green, the golf show. Jay Ritchie, Jerry Evans, the Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado. We've got you under our skin, and we like it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Rand Jarris is with us. He's the Senior Managing Director of Public Services with the United States Golf Association. Spent some time in Japan recently at the USGA's Innovation Symposium, and we left off our last segment talking about one of the first agenda items on the symposium, uh, list and that was uh, that had to do with improving facility productivity and how technology is changing that. Randon, what you were describing before we went to break, I would imagine if I'm a golf course operator or manager or owner, I'm excited jumping up and down about the fact that I can use technology to improve my productivity. Yeah, I think that's uh, it's a really important point. Uh, our industry is right, I think, right on the edge of starting to embrace more fully the use of data uh, and technology in uh, managing golf course operations. You know, this, we hear this concept of big data all the time in, in so many industries, and golf's actually a little bit behind the curve um, in adopting technology and data as a decision-making tool. But uh, we're really seeing the benefits of what that can bring. Well, as far as the young people are concerned, I'm, I'm sure that uh, they embrace technology. Uh, maybe some of the older people don't. But uh, one of the things that you talked about also at the symposium was uh, the enhancing the golf experience. How do you go about doing that for the golfers of today? First off, you need to understand what comprises the, the golfer experience. And, you know, we think about it as this fairly simple act of, you know, we're going to go out and play a round of golf. Uh, but we've actually been working over the last uh, 12 months, 18 months, with the University of Wisconsin on a very comprehensive study to understand all of the touch points that happen between that moment when it pops into your head, I'm going to play golf this weekend, uh, all the way through to playing that round and what happens after the round, what the follow-up might be. And these researchers have actually identified more than a 1,000 discrete individual touch points that influence our experience as golfers. They may be things that are positive in our golf experience, but more importantly, we need to understand what the detractors are. What's the one bad thing that might happen um, that could ruin our round? Um, so they've been working over the last 18 months uh, with golfers, uh, 
beginning golfers to you know elite uh, professional golfers, uh, golfers around the country, golfers of all ages, wherever you might be on that sort of golfer journey. Um, we've been having a, a very large series of focus groups and surveys to understand uh, where those touch points are. Uh, and once we identify those, we can start to dig deeper and understand whether, what are the things that contribute most positively to a round of golf and what are the things that detract most. If you're a facility owner and operator, you understand who your customers, who your typical golfers are. Um, we're going to be able to, to map those golfers in that golfer set to very discrete points along their customer journey that can sort of help you improve. So the key here is actually measuring golf experience. You can ask a golfer how satisfied are you with your experience, and you can start to use data to make incremental improvements in your operation to improve the quality of that experience. Yeah, so this is, uh, to use an old expression, getting it right from the horse's mouth. It's exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. Because, and, and again, this is where the industry may be a little bit behind in its use of data. Um, a lot of, of golf course owners, operators, uh, folks in the industry have had a tendency to manage the game based on uh, subjective personal opinions. We think we know what's right, and so we're going to do X. What the new research is showing us, it removes that sort of personal subjective element from it and says, you know what, there's actually ways to collect data, uh, data which doesn't lie, <laughs> um, to help us make far more informed and better and smarter decisions in the way we manage and operate our golf courses. Yes. Is there a risk, Rand, of, of, of getting a little bit away from, though, the, the uh, I'm not sure, the human element, maybe a good way to describe it when you're going, when you're using technology and gathering all this data? But, but all, all the data is coming directly from the golfer and the opinions and perspectives of golfers. Um, so, in fact, it, it, it's quite the opposite. I would say what, what it is, it's putting the voice of the customer or the voice of the golfer first and foremost in the decision-making process. So we have to actually engage with them uh, through the course of their experience or, you know, right after they finish their round. Um, there has to be that sort of touch point in that moment to collect information and feedback from them. So don't then just think of data as, a, you know, a, 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 something that sort of sits in a computer. Uh, mm -hmm. Data can just be collected and organized and synthesized feedback um, from uh, your customers, from the golfers. And, and then that leads us to our third agenda item, and it kind of ties in with the other two, urban golf opportunities. And as I mentioned in the open, the population shift worldwide and how it might affect golf in the future. Yeah, and that was probably the most really intriguing and engaging session. Um, all the content from the symposium is actually online, and I'd encourage any listeners to go to usga.org and watch some of the videos. And, and I would really encourage them to focus on the Wednesday afternoon session on the 13th on, on urban golf. What we started to do there is look at changes that are happening um, in golf courses and in golf course construction that are favoring shorter, um, smaller golf courses that offer a, a, a really high-quality experience uh, on a smaller footprint so it's more affordable, it's more productive um, from a revenue perspective. Um, and it actually fits, it's, it's fitting golf into people's lifestyles. Again, I mentioned in the previous, you know, session of the show, people don't have six hours for golf, but maybe we have an hour, an hour and a half, and I want to go out and have a quality experience. What we're starting to see around the U.S. and around the world, too, is there's this explosion in, in high-quality short course construction um, so that we can have those, you know, shorter, smaller, but really highly satisfying golf experiences. And, and this is really important in an urban landscape, 
uh, where there's just not enough open land or green space for a traditional golf course. One of the things we talked about on last week's show, I believe, was about uh, you know uh, playing a set amount of, of holes. Pay, pay with per a, hole. Yeah, pay, pay per hole. Do you think yep. that's a trend that's going to uh, uh, explode and maybe people go out and say, you know what, I only want to play six holes today or I want to play nine holes or I want to play 13 holes, whatever. Do you think this might be one of those things that could explode into that? I absolutely think that it could. You know, it's interesting. If you, if you step back and think about historically, most golf courses have offered one product, right? One product to golf was an 18-hole round, take it or leave it. Maybe some facilities offer two products, an 18-hole round and a 9-hole round. Mm-hmm. There aren't many industries that survive today in selling two products, right? Most industries are learning to adapt to what the needs of the consumers are. Pay per hole or pay by the hour um, are ways that we can package and sell golf. So we're not changing the game in any way. We're not changing the golf course. We're, not, we're just giving you as a consumer a different way to engage that fits either in with your schedule or with your finances. Um, and that's really smart decision-making. There's a huge amount of unused, call it inventory, on U.S. golf courses um, because pe- people simply don't have time or can't afford the five-hour round. Well, we can start to fill those golf courses with people who are looking for the hour-long experience or the three-hole or the six-hole experience. Um, it may take uh, require some facilities to sort of adapt their routing and a little bit of their business practices, but there's some early experiments going on in that right now that are proving very, very successful, uh, and I think we could be moving uh, pretty quickly in that direction. Well, that's where the technology, the advances in technology comes in as well. It's really true. We can monitor every single group on the golf course. You can understand flow, and you can understand where, you know, if you've got a group that comes in and they say, or a person that comes in, they want to play three or four holes. You know what? Go out to the 12th hole because we know by the time you get there, there's going to be an opening, right? So technology can help us optimize the way we manage not just the tee sheet, but the way we manage the flow of traffic on the golf course and the ability to sort of insert people um, into the flow or onto the golf course in ways that won't be disruptive for people. You know, you can have those people playing the traditional 18-hole round, and you can have people enjoying shorter experiences. And technology can be a huge help there. Yeah. So, so the USGA's got all these, all this information now, and all this research from all the experts from the symposium. Where do you go with all that from here? Um, you know, we're finding where the most productive research uh, venues are. Uh, research avenues, and we're, we're going to continue to explore what we think are the most intriguing and, and, and productive topics. We're always going to be looking for new ideas, but we have to find a way now to take it and translate it to the golf community, yeah. to partner with the golf course architects as they're designing new facilities, to be good partners with the Golf Course Owners Association, uh, to help them you know, sort of understand and make sure. We, we need to make sure that all these concepts that we're exploring are actually financially viable for the facility. Um, it can't just be about the golfer. The golfers have to have a place to play. So we need to make sure those golf courses stay viable. Um, so there's, there's education that needs to happen. And then, of course, there's continued research and product development that goes on. And where can folks go to get more information? USGA.org. Um, he- head to the USGA website, and, and there's a search box if you just type in innovation or innovation symposium or Tokyo. Um, we have video up of every single session from the Tokyo event. Uh, and, and that's there right now. Good stuff. Rand Jarris never fails to come through. Yeah, that's outstanding stuff, and we wish them all the best, and especially in having that symposium in Japan. Hey, we got the 2020 Olympics coming up. 
guess where it's going to be held? It's going to be in Japan. There you go. Yeah. USGA Senior Managing Director of Public Service at Rangeris with us today on Tee to Green. Scooter Clark, PGA Works Collegiate Championship Manager, is next right here on Tee to Green. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-957-6063-800-957-6063-800-957-6063-800-957-6063-800-957-6063-800-957-6063-800-957-6063-800-957-6063-800-957-6063-800-957-6063-800-957-6063-800-957-6063-800-957-6063-800-957-6063-800-
The Broadmoor continues to stand in the forefront of world-class facilities, amenities, and service, combining modern comfort and convenience with an elegant charm of the past. Good morning. My name is Mark Kelbel. I'm the head golf professional at the Broadmoor in Colorado Springs. I want to talk to you today about distance putting. Distance putting is always, always a speed priority golf shot. Too many people concentrate way too much on direction on a putt of any distance, sake of argument 15 feet and longer. What I want you to do is always concentrate on just the speed of the putt. You will be far more apt to make a three putt if you hit it too hard or too soft than east or west of the cup. If the ball goes right to left, you're going to use a little of that knowledge. But your main priority with any putt of any distance is speed. Remember that more three putts are made by hitting it too hard or too soft than east or west of the cup. For more on getting up and down, check out the website, tdgreenradio.com, or visit your local PGA professional. Golfers listen because we speak their language every Sunday right here on TD Green. It's the Golf Show. Another edition from the Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado, with Jerry Evans. I'm Jay Ritchie. We're waiting. We're trying to track down Scooter Clark. Scooter is the uh, tournament manager for the PGA Works Collegiate Championship, used to be known as the PGA Minority Collegiate Championship. It's coming up this year uh, in May, May 9th through 12th at the PGA Golf Club in Port St. Lucie, Florida. It's been referred to as the most diverse and culturally significant tournament in all of golf. It features both team and individual competition from teams historically representing black colleges and universities. It's a gateway to the future of golf. A lot of the alumni may not be competing on the PGA Tour, but they are thriving in a number of different capacities in the golf business, and we're hoping to find Scooter to tell us a little bit about this year's event and why they're rebranding and changing the name. Well, I think it's it's a great program, and uh, you, when you talk about it, because of the simple fact that, you know, a lot of people out there have always viewed golf as, you know, that sport for whites, you know, and but when you have something like this, it shows that there is a diverse population out there that really enjoys the game. And uh, and I think that's very important because we need to have all cultures, all uh, people, you know, whether race, creed, religion, whatever you want to call it, uh, out there playing golf because uh, I think it just enhances the sport and hopefully it's an enjoyable experience for everyone that does participate in it. Do we have, do we have Scooter Scott? Okay, we don't have them yet. Okay. Okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and, and as I said, it's coming up uh, in May, so uh, it, it's still a ways off, but they're, they're leading up to the tournament. There's a lot to talk about with the rebranding. Yeah, and, and I think that's a good idea to do that too, as well because then you're not just labeled as, as one significant group of people. You can uh, open it up to everyone, and I think that's important no matter if you've started out in a different branding, if you can rebrand it and then come back with it uh, for everybody to be able to participate in it. That's really important. It's been around like 33 years. Scooter competed in the first tournament Did he at, win? as a collegiate golfer. I don't know if he won or not, but he's come the full circle now, and he's uh, he's the man in charge of the event. If we can't find him this week, we'll, we've got uh, a few weeks until the actual event itself. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll give Scooter a mulligan here and try to get him 
back on the show. That, that's all we can do at this particular point. So, But uh, anyway, uh, we, we hope that uh, this program is successful. We hope that they have an outstanding tournament, and hopefully we do get a chance to, to speak with him about it because it's always good to get the insight of the person who's involved with it and find out what their perspective is. Regis- registration uh, is going on right now. It's uh, at uh, online at pgaworkscollegiate.com, pgaworkscollegiate.com. If you want to register for this event, uh, in 2018, last year, 74% of the student-athletes, the golfers, who competed in the event were non-Caucasian. 14% of the field's home country was located outside the United States. So not only are they looking to become more diverse and bring more people in, but they're looking outside of the U.S. as well to bring in some from golfers from around the world. Well, you, you, that way you can kind of pick and choose. You know? <laughs> but uh, it's it's an outstanding, like I said, it's an outstanding program, and we certainly want to see that thing uh, be successful and expand even further. Something going on this week uh, in Phoenix, Arizona, the LPGA Tour is the Bank of Hope Founders Cup. They're playing it at Wildfire Golf Course in Phoenix. And this is an event that honors the 13 women who founded the LPGA, the Ladies Professional Golf Association. Some of them include uh, Marilyn Smith, Shirley Spork, Patty Berg, Louise Suggs, and Babe Zaharias. So this is uh, this is this is a neat event because it, it honors uh, some of the all-time greats and maybe some women you have forgotten about or never heard of to begin with, but they were instrumental in starting the LPGA something like 70 years ago now. Isn't it interesting that there was 13 of them, just like the 13 colonies of the United States? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How did that all tie in? I don't know. <laughs> but it's uh, it started a few years back, and uh, they are playing it this week uh, in Phoenix, Arizona. They're calling it the Founders Cup honoring the 13 original founders of the LPGA. And a few of them, a few of the ladies have unfortunately passed on since then, but there's still a few that are hanging in there, and they're they're up there, they're in their late 80s or in their 90s right now. Oh, my goodness. So these are certainly legends in the world of golf, and, uh, you know, I, I think it's outstanding that they were able to start something like this, and, and you look at the elevation of, of where the ladies' game is now, um, it's just starting, I think it's really uh, growing and growing and growing, and, and hopefully they're going to see uh, even more of an explosion of young ladies coming out and trying to their hand at the wonderful game of golf. And you hope that the, the, the ladies, the young ladies who are playing the game now and who are on the LPGA Tour now, not only here in the United States, but, but worldwide because the LPGA has become a, a universal. It's a global sport. Yeah, global sport. You, you hope that they, through tournaments like this, uh, recognize and appreciate what those who've come before them have done. Well, and they certainly should recognize them because of the simple fact that without them starting up the tour, they wouldn't have that opportunity in today's game. Speaking of legends of golf, recently it was announced that Jan Stevenson's going into the LPGA Hall of Fame. A lot of people might be surprised to find out that she is not in, but she's going in this year. I guess I am surprised myself. No, <laughs> yeah. I, no, I knew about it, but uh, it. She was always a, a pleasure to watch out on the tour. And, uh, yeah, a lot of people, of course, all the men would say, oh, wow, it's Jan Stevenson. Let's watch her, you know, yeah. and you know, kind of get a little uh, googly-eyed and all that stuff. But 
when you look at it, uh, she was really a, an outstanding golfer out on the tour, and uh, she represented the game well. Outstanding player and, and just a wonderful lady. Jan Stevenson, uh, we're, we're going to try to get her on the show here sometime in the next few weeks, uh, make a few calls and see. She's been on with us several times, but now we've got something new to talk to her about. Yeah, this is a new thing to talk about, that's for sure. Yeah. The um, Going back to the Innovation Symposium for just a moment, uh, get a little bit more background on that. The USGA hosted speakers from 10 countries. As Rand Jarris told us, it was the fifth golf innovation symposium in partnership with cisco one of the major uh, sponsors the official technology partner of the usga Uh, they were there were representatives from national golf federations from facility management from golf course architecture from uh, private industry as well they gathered at the tokyo hilton the weekend of march 12th and 13th to share ideas for strengthening the foundation of golf around the world. Uh, the Japan Golf Association chairman uh, kicked off the symposium. Uh, Mike Davis, the CEO of the USGA, was there. He, re- he presented a vision for how the game of golf can come together to tackle challenges facing facilities around the world. And then uh, one of the things that they, they focused on, the, they called it the challenge statement, was to reduce golf's consumption of key resources by 25% and improve golfers' satisfaction by 20% by the year 2025, six years from now, as well as the organization's commitment to lead golf toward a more sustainable future. And we heard from Rand Jarris how, just how the symposium is helping the USGA do that and will continue to do that as well. Well, I think the enhancing the game for, for players out there, that's an area that I'm... I'm I guess I'm a little bit concerned about because of the simple fact that when somebody goes out to play golf, you know, I think their experience is enhanced by the fact that if they play better, they want to come back and play again. And if they have a problem out there on the course, then they sit there and say, you know, I'm never going to pick up my clubs again. I don't want to ever go out and play. I get too frustrated with this game, so on and so forth. But also when you factor in one other key element, this is something that I think they are addressing very effectively, and that is you're talking about time consumption. In today's society, a lot of people are always so busy and whatnot, but when you come out with something, an idea of, you know, paper hole or you know uh, let's let's say you buy an hour of, of golf or or two hours of golf you get a chance to go out there and play for that amount of time at a set price that way you're not tied into four and five and six hours of golf out there on the course and I think a lot of people are opting for that because of the simple fact that you know they they have less time that they have to spend out there and maybe <laughs> More, uh, more time, you know, to do the other activities in their life. Rand made a great point when he talked about the two products golf has, has offered for forever. Right. And that's an 18-hole round and a 9-hole round. Mm-hmm. And he said not too many, not too many um, endeavors survive anymore by offering just two products. And so golf, you know, Bob Dylan says the times are changing. They're mm-hmm. they're and golf has to stay stay with the changing times. Well, you're absolutely right, and that's what I think that they're trying to address. And I, I I noticed a lot of enthusiasm when we talked about the pay per hole uh, option. Uh, he seemed to be very enthusiastic about that, and I, I'm we may see that trend happening more and more uh, around golf courses around the United States and around the world. Yeah, that was a show we did back on uh, March the 10th when we had Harvey Silverman on 
from Quick Dot Golf talking about paper hole golf. And uh, one of the things that came out of the interview with him that uh, he said, uh, I think that, that three hole and six hole rounds were they're finding out were the two most popular options that people were picking, people were choosing. I find that fascinating. Of course, you know, you and I have played the game. We've always only had the options of nine and 18 holes. But when you look at it, you, you can realize that, hey, this might be something that uh, will attract more people out to play the game. And you, if you get that huge uh, influx of volume, of course, your profits are going to have to go up. Yeah, the PGA and the PGA of America and the USGA a few years back started pushing uh, the Play 9 thing, right. Play 9 project, and that's been pretty successful. It's, it may be, it may, it may not be long before we're pushing the Play, <laughs> play 6 three, or baby. Play 3 as well. <laughs> but uh, we'll see how, how that uh, turns out down the road. But uh, yeah, stay tuned. It's, you know, golf is changing. Trying to keep up with the changing times and hopefully changing for the better. Well, we can only wait and see. A lot of things going on uh, on tour this weekend. We mentioned the LPGA is back in action. They took three weeks off. The Champions Tour is still idle this week. But at the, on the PGA Tour, the Valspar Championship at Palm Harbor, Florida. That's near Tampa. We'll talk about those things next as we continue right here on Tita Green. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money. And guess what? They can legally take it. All of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. 800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. Where do you want to go on a vacation or honeymoon? The Caribbean, Europe, Hawaii, Mexico? How about Disney or a cruise? At Superior Cruise and Travel, we've got you covered. We'll assign you your own travel concierge. They'll help you design a custom vacation plan that you can't find online. And the service is completely free. You can't compare the value of this to any other online travel company. We can help you plan a custom vacation anywhere in the world. We even offer payment plans with no credit card required. Now you pay off your vacation on your time schedule. Call now and mention the promo code RADIO and save up to $500. Book your custom trip. Call Superior Cruise and Travel now and talk to one of the highest rated travel agencies in the country with a 5-star A-plus online rating. 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631. That's 800-570-9631. 
Do you use the blue pill to charge your sex life? Have you been thinking about trying the blue pill? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for the other blue pills. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in a non-marked package. 800-223-0992 800-223-0992 That's 800-223-0992 the quickest hour in golf it's tita green we continue taking a look at what's happening on tour lpga back in action this week bank of hope founders cup wildfire golf course phoenix arizona talk about an international leaderboard china spain japan korea usa all represented Yu lu out of china 19 under par, one-shot lead wow. over Carlotta Segunda of Spain at 18 under. Japan's Angel Yin, 15 under, tied with Sun Yung Park. Nellie Korda of the U.S., Lydia Ko of the U.S., also at 15 under par. NB Park, the defending champ, minus 10, nine shots back going into the last round today. The PGA Tour Valspar Championship, Innisbrook Resort and Golf Course, the Copperhead Course in Palm Harbor, Florida. It's a par 71, and the defending champion, Paul Casey, trying to make it two in a row. He's got a one-shot lead at minus nine going into the last round today. Dustin Johnson, DJ, in second at eight under par. Jason Kokrak at seven under. Luke Donald, Scott Stallings tied at six under. And there are six players in a large group at minus five, four shots back. Including in, included in that group, Jim Furyk and Louis Oosthuizen. Jim Furyk is certainly uh, playing well here lately, yeah. and uh, you got to admire him, you know, being up there in age and whatnot, uh, and playing really well out on the regular PGA Tour. 48 years old, getting set to join the Champions Tour soon. We remember 48, don't we? <laughs> it was a long time ago. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks to Wayne Jarris of the USGA for joining us today to talk about their recent innovation symposium. For more info on that, usga.org slash symposium if you want to go online. And that's going to do it for another show. Thanks to Scott Cuddy in Master Control. We'll see you all next week. For Jerry Evans, I'm Jay Ritchie. Till next time, hit them long, hit them straight. Hit them straight.